Hey everyone, and welcome back to the channel. This is the second episode of the differences between US and UK residency. In the first episode, we talked about the requirements to match into UK or US and the difference in structure between the two residencies. In this episode, we'll talk about the differences in income, lifestyle, and research opportunities between the two countries. You've experienced both UK and US residencies. Did you find any differences in lifestyle between the two countries? Um, so I think the biggest thing that most people will uh, talk about is the work hours. Um, here we have to, you know, our duty hour restriction is 80 hours. And then if you are like me and you come from Europe, you're like, the restriction is 80 hours because there it's 40 hours. Or when I was there, it was 48 hours. So it's almost half. Um, I think it does depend on your specialty. So um, I don't know if I noticed too much difference despite the duty hour thing um, between how much we work because we may not start as early <laughs> per se, but I think um, generally the amount of stuff we get done during the day and you still finish kind of late. Sometimes if you have long cases, it, it's a kind of a similar pattern. So um, I think I, I work pretty hard in both countries and I was training in um, England as well. So um, I work pretty hard in both places. I think depending on where you are, you know, um, there's a scope for working far more hours in the US. Mm. In the UK, you had to um, be accountable. They, they also were accountable for the hours. And what we did have is more vacation time though, during the year. Uh, so, you know, we had almost double. So that's probably one thing I missed the most. Um, and you have study leave um, and we had compliance leave as well. If it had to be factored into the schedule to try and meet the European, uh, you know, restrictions. Awesome. Any difference in lifestyle based on your knowledge of, of both countries after residency, when somebody graduates and becomes a physician, is there difference in the lifestyle between the two? I think the lifestyle even in the US though is very varied. So it is a hard question because uh, it depends the type of practice, where you are and, and sort of many elements. During residency, I do think the work-life balance during residency is much better for um, the reasons I mentioned in terms of vacation, study leave, all those other aspects compared to the US, I think there is more balance. And I, and maybe it's a cultural thing, there's still probably more balance for consultants as well. Um, and again, I think that's more of a cult cultural um, thing. Having only two weeks of vacation, I th still think is, uh, is ludicrous. <laughs> and so <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, yeah, so I think that's more of a cultural thing. Work-life balance is, I think, a bit more um, sort of prevalent in, in Europe or in, in England. That's not to say people still don't work very hard, though. Um, another important thing, um, which um, I don't think uh, I mentioned or talked about, is in the UK, there are opportunities during residency to have um, scheduled time out of training. So even in residency, you can take time out, uh, for example, to do a PhD or do research, but still keep your position. There are special 
academic tracks in foundation year as well. If you want to go that route that might have designated research time. And the other thing, if you're um, female or if you're having a family is you can take time out of the program uh, to have a child or have work part-time. And I have friends who had done that and their residency is extended for the equivalent period of time, but it is still possible. So I think those are actually important, probably lifestyle factors that might be important to some people to know. Um, and that definitely does, um, the, that aspect of it is, is not everywhere in the, in the US. The, the maternity leave definitely is not. Uh, research time, I think you can get designated research with some programs or you can ap um, apply to that. And I wanted to ask you something about the structure of the program. In the US, when you match with a program for three years or five years or six years, you're within the same program, even if you might have rotations at affiliated hospital, but you're within the same program. Is it the case, the same in the, U in the UK, where during the two years of core training or two years of foundational training, or afterwards when you go into plastic surgery, let's say you match somewhere, do you stay the whole six years in the same place? Uh, yes, it's a region. So um, it, it, you're within that region. So in foundation training, they actually encourage you to, so I trained in London, they actually encourage one of those two years has to actually be outside of London with an affiliated hospital and then one year inside of London. And core, in the core training programs, you are usually within a region, a region of London or a region of the country, and you may rotate through different hospitals in that region. Um, either one year at a time or six months and you may change. So, and the same in specialty training. You are within a region and you may rotate for a specific period of time at those different hospitals. You normally don't flip-flop between them because they're not necessarily next to each other. They're in different cities. So, but you do usually spend a set period of time and then you may move to the next hospital for a set period of time etc i see so instead of having a program you have a region and you switch between different uh, hospitals within the region which, which might be different cities yes awesome uh, now i want to talk about the income do you feel that there is any difference in the income of residents between the two countries and following graduation between the attendings um i think it's similar now, when I look back, back on it, it's probably a similar, similar salary. Um, or in the UK, I think it used to be a bit, uh, probably a bit higher. Um, your salary actually is based on the on-call schedule. So if you had, uh, and it's called banding. So that will be the term that's used if you're looking it up. And they have different banding depending on the expected number of additional hours you're thought to be doing that's considered overtime or for your on calls. That can dramatically change your base salary. So in most places you've got 1.5 or 1.8 times the base salary. And now most trusts or, um, have been trying to bring that number down more towards the base salary. So I think in more recent years, it's more comparable. Whereas before uh, five years ago, I think the UK resident salary was higher. Saying that, the long every year you work in the National Health Service, your salary incrementally also goes up. Um, and so similar to when you're here in the US, 
Um, so the longer you're kind of in the system, your salary is also increasing as well. And following graduation in the US, the salary jumps up dramatically after residency. Is it the yeah. same in the UK? No, it's definitely far less of a jump. I think some people they earn uh, in the older system used to earn more as a senior resident than they did as a first year consultant. Wow. I th the National Health Service, I think it's a uh, 70 or 80,000 base salaries um, as a consultant. Um, but uh, some people on top of that may do private work and other work, but there is far less of a jump in the salary. And then the salary increases again with the other work you do, other responsibilities, etc. Awesome. Now I want to talk about research. You're a research machine, you have a PhD and you've published so many papers. What are the differences in, in the ability to, to do research and publish papers between the two countries during residency and when you were a medical student or afterwards, after, after graduation? I think both are similar. It does depend on the person. So you need to be motivated. Writing papers during residency is hard. You have to find the time and be motivated. And I, when working in England, I was inspired and was surrounded by, you know, phenomenal residents who were just, they were machines. And, you know, you just have to have the passion and want to do it. If you're being forced to do it, it, it will naturally be harder to get it become, um, you know, get it accomplished. Um, and so it's lots of residents have done great work. And some of my colleagues uh, still who I keep in touch with do great work during their residency. It's finding the time, making the time. And the same in the US, if you want to do it, you just got to find and make the time. Awesome. Or in my case as well, like you when know, other people, you take a period of time where it's dedicated to doing some research as well. So, you know, that you have a bit more luxury of time because you don't have to do your clinical duties on top of that. Um, that is another way to do a focus period of research, build your skills and your um, sort of ability to kind of manage projects. And uh, that's, so that's, a, that's another part. That's perfect. I want to take the time left to hear your final thoughts you did residency in both places. If an applicant is not sure where to go to the US and UK, what final advice do you have for them to help them decide which place is better for, for them to do residency? That is a very difficult question. <laughs> um, I think it depends um, what, what you wanna do, what you want to do, what other things are important, where do you see, uh, see yourself and what kind of practice or you know, lifestyle. There might be cultural things that one place might fit better than another place. Um, and so it's gonna be a very personal personal decision. Um, I thought for long and hard before my decision to uh, switch over. And even for me, it was by no means an easy decision. Um, and so I think it's trying to see what place fits more with what you kind of want um, and it might be um, more than just getting the residency and trying to look ahead like where do you see yourself in five or ten years time what other things are important in your life there might be family factors social factors you know that all are going to contribute to um, that decision it is important the legal requirements for staying in each of the countries are you more 
are you going to have a better chance in one versus another? All of those might also, you know, play a play a factor. Awesome. I think the US is bigger. So depending on what you want to do, there's sometimes one could say in internal medicine, you're going to have far more jobs because the country is is like 52, you know, UK states, right? So it, it's so it's so big. Um, so that's the other thing. There might be more opportunities in one place than the other. So a lot of factors. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Mohan. That was an extremely insightful discussion. Uh, and I want to thank you so much for your time. I hope it was helpful to people. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's a lot of information out there and, you know, on each of the sites, whether it's ECFMG or um, on the General Medical Council site. So um, like you've always said, Malky, sort of preparing and doing your research is critical uh, when making these decisions. Definitely. And I'll put the links of these websites in, in the description below. For our viewers, if you like the video, hit the like button and share it with your friends so you can help this channel grow and help me continue to do videos like this to help you along your residency journey. Make sure to subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any future episodes related to residency, the match, or research. You can feel, feel free to ask me any questions you have on my social media, Instagram or Twitter at Malki Asad or my Facebook page Malki Asad MD. Also, if you have any questions, you can leave them in the comments below. Thank you so much for watching and see you in